Hey everyone, welcome back to the Frustrated Fans, where we're venting frustrations, one fandom at a time. I'm Jeremy. I'm Pete. And today we have a special guest. Special guest, would you like to introduce yourself? No, no, not at all. Thank you. No, I'll just sit here and, uh, oh, my name's Joe. Yay. Yay. (laughs) All right, today we're going to be covering the Dinobots in the original Transformers Generation 1. That is not an indication of my opinion. Yes, it is. Uh, See, I thought you were just prepping to do like a Grimlock impression. (laughs) No. No. Okay, fair enough. I was actually thinking of starting off by doing a Grimlock impression, but when I tried it before we recorded, I realized I haven't done it in so long. I kind of sounded like a Trekkie monster from Avenue Q. Oh, God. That that would be be interesting. (laughs) Oh. Okay, so what are your opinions on on the Dynamots from the Generation 1 cartoon? Well, how did you... Better question is how do we get involved with this franchise at first? I'll go first. I can't, I remember watching G two and not really knowing what was going on back when it was came on the air. And for those not in the know, Generation Two was a rebranding of the very first cartoon with very little changes. With a cyber uh, cube. Yep. Through the power of the Cybertron cube. Pretty much. Um, but the first, like, real Transformers series I was into was Beast Wars. And, uh, yeah. I watched it through about midway season two, I think. And then went, later went back as an adult and finished it out. But as far as the original Transformers series, I didn't really watch, I mean, I may have caught an episode of there or two for fun, but I didn't watch it in earnest until probably six, seven months ago when I just said, okay, screw it. I want to watch the first two seasons on Netflix. (laughs) Just to see how crazy this thing is. It's not there anymore. I went to go look for it for these particular episodes. It's just not there. No, Hasbro ended their agreement with Netflix. Makes me sad. That wailing you hear is the Bronies as their favorite show has taken off. (laughs) (laughs) Jeremy, how did you find the series? I I also originally saw Generation 2. That was my first exposure to it, and I really got into it. I watched most of the episodes. At at one point, they just started jumping around to random seasons, so when all of a sudden the leader was some weird race car dude and the leader of the Decepticons was named Galvatron but still had, like, the arm blaster like Megatron, I got very, very confused. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I'm like... Yeah, and at one point Rodimus is like, man, I w- it's like if Optus- Optimus was here, he'd know what to do. I'm like, what happened to Optimus? Because I had no idea there was a movie. And <laughs> I actually didn't learn about... Yeah, I-, I didn't know there was a movie until I was like in high school, and I found it completely by accident. We may have to do that someday. Yes. And yeah, I watched it a lot, and then I caught some of Beast Wars, and then again also missed like half of it, and then saw later stuff and went... Why is Optimus Primal a giant <laughs> jet car weird thing now? And orange. And orange, and what happened? 
Yeah, the very first season three episode I saw was Feral Scream Part 1. So I'm like, wait, what happened to Dinobot? Why is there a freaky clone of him? What's going on? Who's this fish dude? So, and then eventually I went back and watched the whole thing and really enjoyed it. And, of course, cried mainly tears during Code of Hero. Oh, yes. Yep. And, uh... Yeah, that's pretty much all the stuff. Like, every Transformers shows, I randomly see bits and pieces before... Or at least the first three shows, I went, I saw bits and pieces before going back through and actually watching through it. Because with Beast Machines, I had no idea what the hell was going on in the random times I saw it. Heck, until I actually started watching it, I didn't realize it was a sequel to Beast Wars. Yep. Yeah, start. And then, of course, the random episode of Robots in Disguise that I watched, and started watching that because it had been years since I saw anything Transformers. Uh, what was it? Transformers Animated also... I did watch that, and that was actually pretty good. It was. We short-lived. Yes. Transformers Prime started off really bad, but got really good by Season 2. Mostly when they cut out most of the humans of the show. Yeah! How about that? <laughs> you take the you take the kids out of the main focus, and suddenly it's about Transformers again. I'm going to try real hard not to mention anything about movies that made that mistake. <laughs> Wait, there were movies with human characters as the main focus? I, I don't remember any of those. Yeah. We, do not, we do not talk about them. It is. Well, I, I've also noticed that we kind of... You know what? I think there's this huge gap in between Robots in Disguise and Animated. I, I don't know why there was no Transformers stuff out during that time. Oh, this... Lack of interest. And that's the, the only dark... reason. <laughs> The dark times, we call there them. There was, certainly wasn't a Japanese-produced uh, three-part series. I don't know what no, you're no. talking about. No. Well, I always wondered what that PS2 game that came out in 2004 was based off of, but, yeah, whatever, it was a fun game. So, much like the both of you, I started with Transformers in Season 2, because I was born in 84, that's when the show first came out. So, by the time I could remember things, it was the little Cybertron cube thing. But I had seen enough episodes before that to, and then I I seen the like the first season, but I didn't see anything from season three until actually after I had seen the movie. But uh, I had also well a couple of years later, in fact, I did manage to get into Beast Wars, but I didn't know it was actual continuation of Transformers. I was like, what is this? freaking animal ripoff of Transformers going on here. And then <laughs> then they get to the arc, I'm like, oh! <laughs> oh! No, it, as far as the original cartoons, I was just engrossed. Anytime it was on, I would constantly, like, watch the the TV Guide channel. It's like, where's the Transformers? Where's the tra <laughs> Oh, it's Eric. I gotta go watch it. It didn't matter what, what channel it was on. And I was able to tell what kind of episode it was going to be based off of the intro credits, like the opening scene. Like, I was able to discern whether or not it was season three. It was like, oh, this is going to be a crappy one with with, with Rodimus Poo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember in Beast Wars when I first found out that it was like linked to the old stuff. The, I found that out when I saw the episode with Starscream's ghost in it. Oh, right. I missed that somehow. I, well, I remember is when when I was a kid, I hated Starscream, and so when I saw that episode, I'm like, "Oh God, he's back!" 
And then he got blown up at the end and went, yay, he got blown up. It happens. A lot, actually. Yes. Many, many, many times. And he just happened to possess the one character who always gets blown up. Of course. Well, you just also have to be able to fly. Right. Well, we've mentioned Waspanir before way back in episode two. And, yeah, he's a f- bad favorite because you can just stick him in an orange parka and call him Kenny. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, he comes- you got that off the Transformers wiki, didn't you? No. <laughs> I could have swore that was off. Yeah, I did. Okay. <laughs> you know, they bring him back once in Beast Machines just so that they can punch him again. Well, technically twice, because they bring him back, and then he comes back at the very end of the show. Oh, right, just to get slapped. Yep, where he's like, No, Wazbenator never gets what Wazbenator wants! That's a pretty good impression. Thank you. Anyway, we should get to this. So, (laughs) for those who aren't aware of this franchise, well, we'll talk about this show background after our first break. Sounds good to me. Wow, man, that's what I call heavy metal. There, why don't you get some holograms of those babies? The Brontosaurus, then the Triceratops, and finally the Tyrannosaurus Rex. That was a walking fang factory. Now, we now return to the Transformers. Well, for those not in the know, Transformers, what is this franchise? And if you, unless you've been living under a rock and haven't seen the terrible Michael Bay movies, oh god, I brought them up. <laughs> we said not to do that. Right. So Sorry. Then basically, it's two factions of alien robots beating the nuts and bolts out of each other, and they can also transform into different things. Yay! Because why not? So like toasters. Well, uh, right. mostly more like vehicles, but occasionally boomboxes. And cassette tapes. Ah. And spaceships. And bugs. And trains. Wait, wait, why bugs? The Insecticons. Oh. Or in the case of the episode, this episode's focus, dinosaurs. But we'll get to that in a minute. So, essentially the background is, is two warring factions of sentient robots on a planet known as Cybertron are engaged in age-old struggle for domination of the planet and only the foundational philosophy that will govern their race. On the one hand, you have the Decepticons, who rose to power first, and their name isn't exactly subtle. They're the good guys, right? Yes. Yeah, they sound like trustworthy people. Yep. They respect strength and believe in the glory of conquest. While they have some division into subfactions, they all report to one leader, Megatron. Sounds like the Klingons. (laughs) Kind of, sort of. On the other hand, you have the Autobots, their opposite. If the Decepticons revel in combat, the Autobots only seek war as a last resort. Their goal to be more, more protectors of the galaxy, guarding all sentient life and believing that freedom is the right of all sentient beings. He never says that in the entire cartoon. It's really? Just on the, it's just on the back of Optimus Prime's, like, box, like the toy box. Huh. Hmm. Go figure. Optimus Primal does say it once, though. Yes. Aha! Yep. Which, one of the best quote moments in Beast Wars, you know, freedom is the right of all sentient beings, Megatron. Well, they better stay out of my way! That was not a snappy comeback on his part. 
No. So Megatron's op- opposite is, ob- is the aforementioned Optimus Prime, and if Megatron demands respect through strength and fear-mongering, Prime tries to earn respect for his men, and will lay his own safety on the line for the good of the mission. So, with energy resources dwindling rapidly on their home planet, the Autobots launch a massive ship to the Ark in a desperate bid to gather more. Not to be outdone, Megatron takes his flagship, the Nemesis, in hot pursuit. A battle breaks over the humble planet of Earth, both ships caught in the gravity well of the planet and after the Decepticons force boarding of the Ark, leaving the Nemesis completely empty. Yeah. That, that makes sense. While the empty nemesis impacts in the ocean, and later South America, long story, the laden arc crashes into a mostly extinct volcano, and buried there with four million years with both factions. It insects in emergency stasis, essentially comas. And the humans never notice the alien warship sticking out of the volcano. Why? Because reasons. Oh. Right. Residual volcanic activity awakens both factions four million years later, and they get back to it. Because, eh, they're bored. Might as well. Along so the way, they, they meet valuable human allies, <laughs> and the war begins anew. Sorry. Well, just, <clears throat> yeah, to, be, to be fair, the human allies in this show are better than any of the stuff that comes later. They at least, I mean, there are episodes where they do, like, there's an episode where uh, Spike fixes Jetfire or Skyfire, and he, then Skyfire beats the crap out of Ravage, so. I don't know, Sorry, sorry Sundeck in anime was pretty good. Yep. And mentioning the bad things that Michael Bay made, there were humans that killed Decepticons. It happened. By shooting them in the crotch, too. Or eye. Yep. Yep. To be fair, this show, while it was immensely popular, capitalized on status quo. Nothing happened that would really change the balance of power. The Decepticons... Then the movie came out and went, we're killing everyone! Pretty much. The Decepticons would have an invention or ally of the week and attempt to win the game forever. But they're usually beaten off by the Autobots anyway. Forever? Forever. Forever. New characters would come in and out of the time as new toys were generated. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) As new characters were added to increase the storyline and leading to today's subject matter, the Dinobots. Yeah, let's be honest here. Among kids' shows, even of its day, this was one of the worst toy shills. (laughs) Conceptually, it was robot dinosaurs. That's going to make millions. Do it. Do it now. I'll admit that my own favorite fandom, Ninja Turtles, it was even just about as bad. But Transformers Generation One was called a thirty-minute-long toy commercial for a reason. Yeah, yeah, it was. I mean, in their defense, at least the characters had like definitive personalities to them. It wasn't just like, "Hey, look, there's Porsche guy." Hey, look. There's Volkswagen bug guy. Well, no, that, that's the Michael Bay movies. Yeah, on true. that particular case, no, there are two Dinobots who have almost the exact same personality. Well, I meant of the normal characters. Oh, okay. Like the, the, recur- the normal recur- like, you know, like Jazz and Optimus and Bumblebee. Right. Like, they actually come off as individual characters. Now, before the advent of quote-unquote Sparks, a.k.a. Transformer Souls, which showed up in Beast Wars... 
Both factions could up and make themselves new Transformers if they felt so inclined. Sort of. Which they didn't do very often. Sort of. Yeah. It doesn't happen often, but it happens often enough to notice. And given that this cast behind the show is largest of any singular show in the franchise, <laughs> that's saying something. Yeah, we we can get into that when we get to the island, the Dinobot Island two-parter, where all of a sudden there's like fifty more Autobots out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, isn't Power Glide great? <laughs> Power Glide. Okay. Now I'm quoting from the Teletran wiki here. Built, mm-hmm. built on Earth by Wheeljack and Ratchet, the Dinobots were a subgroup of Autobots with great physical power but very limited intelligence. We'll get to that. <laughs> Early on the cartoon, they were pre- played as very dangerous, though d- dim, wildcards, whose great power makes them a huge advantage to the Autobots when they could be persuaded to cooperate. The Dinobots' role was simply to pulverize anything and anyone that was too strong for the Autobots to hit on their own. In this, in this process, they also frequently mouthed off, rebelled, and started balls inside of Autobot headquarters. Which happens in... Every episode. There it is. Yeah. Oh, God. That's a pretty good description of them. That's funny. After... I watched the movie more recently Which one? uh, No, like the the 1986 Okay, good. Okay. The the good... Uh, The the Transformers movie, not the... Not the... Boobs over not people. Michael Bay's tr- not Michael Bay's transmorphing robots. Oh. Explosion. Yeah. Explosions, the movie. With robots that just happen to transform into different things. Yep. But I remember I watched that one more recently than the episodes. And they actually have like a bit just more like a fun we beat the crap out of everything that moves role in the movie. They bring, like, even after, you know, with the seriousness of Optimus dying and everything, they bring, like, a little bit of levity to it because they're kind of goofy and they just, there's literally a scene where they just kind of walk into a room and start killing stuff because they're bored and don't know what's going on. But really, I'm baloney. I'm sorry, I just have to say that every (laughs) now and again. (laughs) And I do love their uh, introduction when... Optimus and them arrive to help Autobot City, and Optimus just says, Dinobots, destroy Devastator. Yep. Okay. Me like challenge. Uh, That's a a good line. Yep. And I do like later on with the, me Grimlock kick butt, and then he literally kicks Unicron right in the ass. (laughs) And then they get swatted away, and he goes, me Grimlock need new strategy. Yep. Stupid, semi-lovable during the movie. Yep. Today we get to talk about their origins. Yes. First episode with SOS Dinobots from season one. After the Autobots find dinosaur fossils that Ironhide dug up, Wheeljack and Ratchet appeal to Optimus to make some dinosaur robots on their own. Why? Well, they went to a museum and they saw the big, powerful dinos. Continue. Sorry. Almost like an idiot, Optimus agrees. And the first three come out as Grimlock, Slag, and Sludge. While initially stu- Okay, they're always a little dim-winded. <laughs> but at first, they're particularly dim-winded. Wheeljack and Ratchet have to invent magic headbands that give them extra memory, and Wheeljack and Ratchet also give them all the firepower in the world. Not to mention tough armor that nobody seems to be able to damage. 
Right. This was a great did, idea. Did they just like peel off pieces of the ship and to, to make these three? I think there was a scene where Optimus actually fired point blank at Grimlock. It bounced off of him and hit Optimus, and he just yes. fell over dead. Yes, there was. I remember that part. So, <laughs> and I hope you all love. Uh, watching the Dinobots wreck the ship and wreck all the Autobots, because you get to see it in all the other episodes they're in, too. Ratchet is clearly the best scientist. I can see the logic behind making them. You know, okay, they're super strong, they're tougher, they can beat up people. I don't see the logic in giving them the same intelligence of normal dinosaurs. No, no, it's just like regular dinosaurs. That's what we wanted, right? Not... Yeah. We just wanted stupid unmanageable robots, right? Exactly. <laughs> Alright. Well, we should take a break here. Me Grimlock like breaks. Slag is hostile. Grimlock arrogant and sludge stupid. I will use those weaknesses to turn them against Optimus Prime. And then... Force the Dinobots to help us obtain the limitless energies seething within that giant meteorite. <laughs> do 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 do. <laughs> oh, that's well, so given, cheesy. <laughs> given the first three are such a resounding success, Optimus commissions two more in their next feature episode, War of the Dinobots, giving rise to Snarl and Swoop which are Stegosaurus and a Pterodactyl, respectively. I, I would just like to, just interjection on this. When I watched through these, and I remembered it, of course, and watching the show, I'm like, yeah, it's a bit of a toy shell. And But when I watched SOS Dinobots, I went, okay, you know, it feels like part of the story that they're introducing new characters. Like, oh, dinosaurs were strong and everything, so let's create robots based off of them. And I was like, it feels like, you know, they're just adding to their ranks. And I'm like, this doesn't feel too much of a toy shell. Then I watched War of the Dinobots, and they're like, hey, let's make two more for the hell of it. And I went, yeah, this feels like a toy shell. <laughs> yep. Yeah, but that was literally their impetus of it. It was, yeah, let's just make two more. Why not? So let's review here. We have Grimlock, who's a T-Rex, Slag, who's a Triceratops, and whose name is not used anymore because it's, it's a naughty word in Britain. Slag? Yes. Really? They do use it as, like, a swear word in Beast Wars, too. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, we have Sludge, who's Brontosaurus. Yes. Yes. We have... And then Snarl and Swoop, or Stegus and Pterodactyl. Hey, all we yep. need is a Mastodon and a Sabertooth Tiger. <laughs> we got us a Megazord. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, and so after they create these two, what do we get? Oh, look, they get to fight the Autobots, too, and they beat the crap out of all of them. Well, yep. at first, but while they're doing this, Optimus sends the first three to guard a meteor. And just, Megatron happens to convince the other, those first three to work for him. Just uh, one thing. The meteor lands in this town, and for some reason, it's not a gigantic crater. Why is that? <laughs> it's eh. not a small meteor. Like, if a meteor the size of a basketball hit a town, it would be a nuclear missile. This was the size of two Transformers, then it's just like, oh, the buildings are still up around it. <laughs> Considering this is a show where Megatron is this giant robot that can transform into a little gun, I think we've pretty much given physics the finger and walked away. Right, I keep forgetting that. Physics doesn't work on Transformers. 
And Perceptor yeah. transforms into a tiny little microscope. Yep, or Ravage, who transforms into a tiny little cassette tape. This show got weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> little bit. Anyway, Megatron manages to convince the first three to work for him, and... Guard the meteor against Optimus. Optimus shows up, gets his butt kicked by the three Dinobots. So the other Autobots send in the, the two new Dinobots, and they fight each other. For like two seconds. Well, the whole ticking time bomb that is the meteor about to go boom, eh, it actually makes the episode decently quote-unquote thrilling. Yeah, I, I did like, though, when Optimus had to fight the three Dinobots, how even though they beat the living crap out of him, he still gets back up again. Well, he's Optimus. Nothing yeah. kills him. I'm just saying, like, you know, in the previous episode with them, Optimus gets blasted with his own gun as he shoots Grimlock and it ricochets off and hits him in the face. Right. Whereas in this one, he actually puts up a decent fight. Well, oh, come on, Jeremy. It's not like Optimus is tend to die in these franchises. Of course not. Never. It's not like they give you yeah. a free extra life token. <laughs> it's not like he dies and comes back in every franchise. Version of the franchise. Heck, in Beast Wars, they do it twice. They kill Optimus Primal, and he comes back, and then they almost kill Optimus Prime, and then he's not even really in the show. Animated, he's and dead it, for 90 seconds. In the third episode. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <sighs> Where are we? So, yeah, War of the Dinobots is basically, yeah, we're adding two more toys. <laughs> yeah, I'll agree. I mean, I like that as an alternate title. Yeah, we're adding two more toys. The, the choice of the pterodactyl was good, but just they had three big lumps of dinosaur, and they just added another one. Why? Between a Tyrannosaurus Rex, a Triceratops, Brontosaurus, and now Stegosaurus. Stegosaurus. Why? Why something that didn't move faster than nothing? <laughs> <laughs> why not uh, Zoidberg? Yeah, why not? why not Zoidberg? Indeed. What would Zoidberg transform into? Huh. <laughs> I have now asked the question of the century. I have stumped everybody. <laughs> I cannot continue my life until I've answered this question. <laughs> and I feel like the scene where in Emperor's New Groove where you've got the evil Krunk and the good Krunk on Krunk's shoulder and there he's like itch and then he's like check out what I can do and they're just caught in an awkward moment I don't uh, think that means anything no no he's got a point yeah that, that's pretty much where we are right now yeah <laughs> it's just like silence like we don't even know where to go with that moving on yep yep <laughs> So, so the next episodes are Dinobot Island 1 and 2. Yep, and this is on Season 2, and after watching the first two from Season 1, watching this, I went, oh wow, they actually got an animation budget now. <laughs> yeah, well, the show was wildly popular. It, I was just really surprised at the huge jump in animation quality. I was so, surprised by the huge jump of Shark. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, those didn't show up until the movie. Oh yeah, Shark Decons. <laughs> oh god. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so the Autobots find a mysterious island where time seems to have stand still. It's not like this concept's ever been done before. Like, oh, you know, not. Marvel's The Savage Land or 
DC Skullterra. What are you talking about? Those don't exist. Yes, they do. They were Who's in the comic. Oh, fine. <laughs> they find a mysterious so island where time has seemed still and still living dinosaurs are on it. Jurassic Spark. Yes. And they christen it Dinobot Island. They never say, oh, this weird island off the coast of blah, blah, blah. It's automatically Dinobot Island. There's no Dinobots living there yet, but it's Dinobot Island. <laughs> so Optimus sends the still clumsy Dinobots to train on the island until their dancing skills are up to snuff. Yeah, and yes, that actually is the plot because oh, they dance in the beginning and then break stuff and then they get into a fight and they break poor Teletran 1 for the millionth time. Wheeljack had another brilliant idea. He's like, oh no, I made them more graceful. <laughs> and instantly ruins Teletran 1. Yep. Well, you can dance if you want to. They have to leave the other Autobots behind. And if they don't dance, then they're no Autobots of mine. Oh. <laughs> References! <laughs> Uh, so then Megatron finds the island and is like, let's take all the energy out of it. And Starscream, for once, Megatron's second in command, who normally is whiny and wants to take over Megatron's slot, and he doesn't exactly make a secret of this. Which I love the scene in SOS Dinobots where Wheeljack shoots Megatron to just stun him, and then Starscream goes, I'm in command now, and then flies off. <laughs> Anyway, Starscream, for once in his life, actually points out a noted instability with the island, and harvesting its energy resources may be a bad idea. And you know what? He's actually right. Dun-dun-dun! This is the exact same plot from the other movie. Starscream goes, Megatron, we shouldn't make energon cubes out of the meteor. It's unstable. And he's like, oh, you sciencey gobbledygook. I'm gonna make energy. It's the same thing. <laughs> So, I forgot about that. Yeah. The dinobots, where that all of a sudden the, all the cubes just start exploding. Yeah. Again, Starcream's actually right, and removing energy from the island starts creating temporal distortions all over the world. And cavemen on top of mastodons. Hey, we got mastodons. We just need a saber tooth tiger. <laughs> yep. <laughs> they start showing up and uh, wrecking crap. And then all of a sudden. All these Autobots that we've never seen before show up to stop them. They've been there the whole time. Yeah, they, <laughs> they, were, were, they were all crammed in the back of the Ark. Yeah, they were just in storage. There we go. They opened up, They opened the fucking part and went, hey, what are you guys doing it here? It took Teltran a long time to find robot replacements for their, their vehicle modes. So they just, you know, for the first season, they were just waiting. Uh, you know what? That actually might, that might make sense since Teltran 1 keeps getting broken in every single episode. Good point. Uh, when Megatron shows up at the island and starts harvesting energy, the Autobots try and defend their island. But Megatron tricks them into the tar pit, and they start sinking to it, and I'm sure they'll never be seen from again. No, they're dead. No. Yep, they're, they're gone. They've been ret retconned out of the movie. Yep. Oh. <laughs> Those were clones. <laughs> yeah, I, I love how they end up getting out of that in part two is just the tar just evaporates and they're like we're okay again and then they leave huh I guess we don't need to breathe yeah well, they're robots I got no explanation for Cosmo though don't know why Teletran made of him a UFO <laughs> I don't remember that one he's the green little UFO guy who does nothing it's yeah. nice 
He's basically the Autobot answer to uh, what's the train one? Astro train. Astro train. Oh, yeah. Except he can't carry anyone anywhere. So, in other words, by the end of the show, they're all they are all planes, trains, and automobiles. Pretty much. Yeah. Yep. And on that note, we're going to take a break. What, are you guys waiting for me to do a smart-ass return thing now? Yeah, pretty much. Well, uh... Last time on Dragon Ball... Oh, sorry. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) Last time on the Transformers. No, Peter Cullum did do the Toonami voice. Yes, he did. So, the Autobots first, they go clean up the temporal distortions, including chasing the Mastodons back into their portal, and then a pirate ship. Because pirates. How else were we going to get them in the show? <laughs> I wonder why there were never any pirate Transformers. Right. Uh, Legion. What is in the show? count? Is who? The Swindle count? Eh. Not, <laughs> not, I mean, he, he cons people, I guess. But the closest thing to a pirate was Bludgeon. He was just leader of the Decepticons who had a saber and a samurai helmet. Uh, you said he cons people. Does he Decepticon them? Uh, uh, this is the sound of my soul dying. Uh, <laughs> darn it, I've killed our guest. <laughs> Don't do it to me anymore. So the Autobots uh, clean up the temple distortions and then go to the island to kick Decepticon's skid plate. And to the shock of no one, except maybe Megatron, the Dinobots are just fine because they can't drown in tar. <laughs> we made out of robot. We made out of metal. This hot liquid do nothing to us. <laughs> that was a nice bath. And they go back to harming Decepticons, leading to one of Grimlock's best lines. And I'm looking. I have to look it up because I totally can't. <laughs> haven't forgotten it. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> just, just put that line right in. Yes. Here we go. <laughs> You wrong and you ugly too. That that's the one. You wrong and you ugly too. <laughs> yep, that's it. Uh, he totally said that. Yep. Man, Pete, you do a great Grimlock impression. Crap, where is the, I can't find the bloody episode. <laughs> we're trying to cover yeah, for we're you. We're giving you editing cures. <laughs> oh, shut up. Here we go. You wrong and you ugly too. I said, here we go. You wrong and you ugly too. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you wrong and you ugly too. There, happy. (laughs) (laughs) We should put out a poll poll for this episode. Was Grimlock's quote worth the wait? (laughs) 
You rock <laughs> and ugly too. <laughs> no. Yep. And then at the end of the episode, we get, for like the third time in a row, the Dinobots can come back! The Dinobots can stay! Real oh, dead, speak to the kettle. Not to mention, <laughs> the Dinobots are somehow able to command the loyalty of normal dinosaurs, and we see regular dinosaurs go om nom nom on Decepticons. Which was awesome. When you're a kid, you don't have to suspend disbelief, which is why we like this when we were kids. Exactly. There are some things that, I mean, it's it's still entertaining when you're an adult in probably a different way than when you were a kid. I mean, it, it's not like Batman the Animated Series where you watch it as an adult and be like, wow, this was a really deep show. Yep. Whereas with this, it's, you know what, this is still relatively fun entertainment. The show did not age well. No. <laughs> no, it did not. The show had three separate origins for Megatron, just putting that out there. <laughs> Wait, seriously? Yeah. Oh. Huh. Well, I also remember they had an episode where Omega Supreme's like, when I knew Devastator on Cybertron, and I'm like, how did the Constructicons exist on Cybertron if they didn't know about the construction vehicles? Oh, this is, this is tied into that exactly. Okay, so when they first introduced the Constructicons, Megatron said, it's so good that we constructed these guys in this cave. So, saying that the Constructicons were built on Earth. Yeah. Then you have that episode where Omega Supreme's like, no, Megatron, he uh, kidnapped and gave the Constructicons a virus. And then in a later episode, they have a flashback of the Constructicons constructing Megatron. (laughs) I am not kidding. I give up. Consistency? What's that? Me give up. Me <laughs> give up. Me swoop, no see nothing. So that leads to the last major Dinobot episode. Excuse me. Desertion of the Dinobots. Hmm. Which I didn't watch. Although All not. the major Autobots and Decepticons suddenly stop working because they don't have any MacGuffin material. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Cybertronium. Wait, what? I remember this. Cybertronium? Yeah. Yep. Oh, it's so bad. Me brain break. What? <laughs> I don't remember this oh, at all. My so, mind. So the solution here? Send the Dinobots, because they were constructed on Earth and had no Cybertronium in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they had Earthium. <laughs> They sent the Dinobots. The Dinobots they kept it consistent. Though they kind of had to. Well, oh, except until Fall of Cybertron, the video game came out, and they're like, "No, the Dinobots were created on Cybertron, where there were no dinosaurs to base them off of." Let's get to that in a minute. Yep. But uh, so their solution is to send the Dinobots to Cybertron through a space bridge and have them collect Cybertronium to bring it back. And Septicons on their own, and they're trying to get Shockwave to essentially do the same thing from Cybertron's end. But, like the Dinobots, being the Dinobots are, they kind of screw this up after they get to Cybertron, and uh, they just kind of go off and do their own thing. So we have to send okay. humans. <laughs> oh, no. Yep. Didn't Two they send human chip? The guy in the wheelchair? No, they don't. Oh, yeah. They send uh, Spike and his girlfriend. Oh, okay. 
Oh, this sounds like an amazing episode that I feel so horrible for not watching. Ah, oh, this is terrible, and I can't. Don't think I can stop being sarcastic anymore. Yep. <sighs> so, uh, what a wonderfully well thought out plot they came up with for this episode. Well, eventually the humans convinced the Dinobots to come back with the green gel. I mean, Cybertronium. <laughs> Wait, it's green jello. Well, it's more like green energon cubes. Yeah, I need to look this up. Now, now I'm looking things up. Cybertronium? Here, I'll make into it. Wait, I found it on the wiki. Yeah, let's see. Is it the, oh, there's no... It looks like green android cubes. And of course, they don't have a picture on the wiki. I'm looking right at it, dude. Hang on. Really? Yeah. Oh, I'm looking... Maybe I'm looking at the wrong... Oh, I found the wrong... Uh, darn that it. That sure is lime-flavored Energon. <laughs> yep. Okay, so, yeah, apparently without this critical material, Transformers <laughs> eventually ex go into a coma and die. Oh, sorry, I'm reading from the Jurassic Park script. <laughs> Me Grimlock find glow sticks! Uh, Since there were no female Dinobots around, Slag changed genders. And... Ew? <laughs> I think you're looking at a fanfic. No, that's also Jurassic Park. Oh. Yes, I know. Still ew. <sighs> so, likewise, oh, and this one says, likewise, it adds the to the controversy surrounding the origin of the Constructicons. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that the group, the fact the group can function and even form Devastator would seem to imply they were created on Earth, as seen in Heavy Metal War. Yet, later in Season 2, the secret of Omega Supreme states they were originally from Cybertron. If the Constructicons were merely built, rebuilt on Earth, why can't other Transformers be rebuilt in the same fashion so as not to require Cybertronium? The show just lied, okay? That's the explanation. <laughs> the guy didn't know what the previous writers had wrote, and he just said, no, I'm doing my, my thing. <laughs> A wizard did it. <laughs> it's, it's energy, and I ain't gotta explain shit. <laughs> Continuity? What's that? <laughs> Tastes bad. Mm. So, I mean, the Dinobots have been. This is their, all their major episodes. Yes, they show up in the movie. And yes, they have season three episodes that no one saw. Um, what are you talking about? You didn't like Computron? I, I stopped watching after the movie. I really when, did. When when Grimlock became a genius and then created a whole bunch of other Transformers who formed into this one big Transformer and he gave him his brain? That sounds really big. Oh, yeah. Okay, you better explain this one. Okay. So I don't know, remember the name of the episodes because, oh, my God, season three. But essentially, Grimlock deus ex machina didn't touch some old Cybertronian piece of garbage that gave him a super brain. He then started going around fixing problems and alienating himself from other Dinobots. This sounds like the episode of The Simpsons where they take that crayon on a Homer's brain and he becomes smart. <laughs> it's or the episode that. of Transformers Prime where the same thing happens to Bulkhead. God, why do I know that? <laughs> <laughs> so, one thing leads to another. Grimlock finds himself in Unicron's head. And there's a bunch of, I think it's Menasaur outside. And eh. he comes up with the idea to make new Transformers, and he gives them his brain, his brain power. Okay, this happened. <laughs> All right. Oh 
suffice it. What is wrong with this show? I don't know. You know what? I think for a future episode, we need to just cover every single bizarre, weird episode of this show that we possibly no. can. We'd be we'd be here to July. This is true. Ah, so, are the Dinobots lasting characters? Yeah. yeah. They are probably the most recognizable people in the show. Yeah, they are, and they show up plenty of other versions. So, um, in various other shows, you had they had their various versions. Yet they were in Transformers animated. <coughs> Was a, they're going to be in the new Transformers robot in disguise? The new cartoon coming out. Heck, one of the characters in Beast Wars was just flat out named Dinobot. Yeah. Which, that had to be a reference. Yeah. But why don't we get back to this after our next break? Sounds good. The Transformers will return after these messages. We now return to the Transformers. So. And we're back! So Dinobots, do they have a legacy? Yeah, I'd say so. A lot of people remember these characters, even if they can barely remember anybody else in the show. Aside from Optimus and Megatron. And that's mostly because, unlike most of the standard Autobots, these guys had personality. Oh yeah, I'm saying it, nerds. G1 Transformers didn't have much in the way of personality, except the Matrix players. Every time they introduce a new character... What made them unique? Beachcomber was a pacifist. Fine. You win. Thank you. Warpath went zip, bam, pow. Sea spray sounded like someone <laughs> blowing bubbles in milk. <laughs> no. No, I did not. <laughs> and no one liked Wheelie. <laughs> God, he was funny. Yes. I would, come on. If I thought it was a girl for forever. <laughs> I say it yeah. because it is just bad. Well, just look at this way. If there was no wheelie, we wouldn't have the awesome wheelie page on the Transformers wiki. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> so, th there you go. Which is entirely in his rhyming scheme. Exactly. Of course, if there was no wheelie, we wouldn't have gotten his god-awful piece-of-crap version in the second and third movies. Oh, you mean the one that helped Megan Fox's leg? Yep. Yeah. Oh. Thank you for... I'm surprised you didn't get rust all over him from doing that. Yes, yeah. I just implied that wheelie should have gotten an STD from humping Megan just Fox. to ask, can Transformers get STDs? <laughs> well, they do... She's just that scuzzy. I mean, Optimus has a good antivirus program. He makes all of his troops do. I don't know about the Decepticons. Well, Megatron actually has an alarm installed in himself to be evil when he's not. Oh. Like, there's literally an episode where he's just kind of sitting there, just all relaxed. All of a sudden, this little beeping, like, light goes off on his chest. He then picks up something and throws it at Starscream's head. I remember yeah. the episode you're talking about, but that was actually some kind of communication Oh. <laughs> informing him that Starscream had screwed up somehow. It's hilarious that you remember it that way, though. Well, it's, oh, it's time and, to hit Starscream. 
<laughs> Which I would not be surprised if he just had that in him. Like, oh, time to punch Starscream in the head. Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. Starscream may be a Starscreams may be an episode for another day. Just how many different iterations he's had. Here's a hint: the G1 is actually the worst, the worst, <laughs> and Prime is the best. Yeah, actually. Yeah. Prime and animated, surprisingly really good Star Screams. But yeah, different episode. So the Dinobots outside the very first cartoon, they showed up in animated. They've shown up. Like you said, in Beast Wars, there was a character flat out named Dinobot. Yep, and then Megatron was a T Rex in that one. Mm hmm. Yes. Yes. Grimlock is going to be showing up in the new Transformers Robots in Disguise, which is a yes. sequel to Prime. Um, and uh, most recently, like that's actually released, is the Transformers Fall of Cybertron game. Where you get to play as Grimlock and destroy everything. Yeah, his rage mode is his T-Rex form, and it is glorious. So much fun. So. That and playing as Bruticus, those are the two, like, amazing moments of the game. They do explain in the game, although, how they got dinosaur models. Apparently, uh, what's his face? Oh, God, I can't Shockwave. remember. Trans- Shockwave, yeah, had been looking at Earth looking for other sources of energy, and he just noticed these things, and he's like, I want to play with these. <laughs> that looks neat. So, it was, don't they imply in that one that Grimlock was just like a, a normal soldier, and then he got stupid because they turned him into a dinosaur? Well, yeah, like, Shockwave yep. experimented on him. Yeah. Shockwave does that kind of thing. Shockwave's a bit of a dick. A little bit. Yeah. So, uh, I think that rounds out Dinobots, unless anyone else missing anything. Oh, should we talk about the recent Bayformers movie? They were in it. None of us, or, well, Pete and I didn't see it. Shit. It happened. Yeah, they were there to put butts in the seat. And they had no lasting presence. I mean, they there they kicked, showed up at the end. Optimus threatened to kill them because apparently that's what Optimus does. And then they saved the day, sort of. Well, I'll be honest with you. When I saw the cardboard cutout of Optimus riding freaking Grimlock, I almost awesome. saw the movie. Yeah, it, it's an awesome concept. It was there for. And that's why I said they it would, they were there to put butts in the seats. Optimus writing the Dinobots, but the Dinobots they the dialogue they had was in the Cybertronian language. It was essentially we don't want to fight for you. Then Optimus mounts Grimlock and holds his sword to his throat, which you know which he did in both of the episodes where he subdued the Dinobots. You know oh, back in G one, he he always he he literally said you will defend my family or die. I'm like, that's not Optimus. God, God, there's there's character assassination, and then there's that. Well, I've heard one good part of the movie is that they actually got Frank Welker back as the yep. voice of Galvatron. Yep. Oh, thank God. They, he had one really good line, because Galvatron didn't get the speak much. But Optimus shoves his th- sword through where the sh- spark should be. He's like, you have no soul. 
And Galvatron's like, that's why I have no fear. It's not bad. Yeah, that's actually pretty good. See, the main reason why I'll remember Grimlock in this one is because I was walking past a movie theater by my house and had to do a double take because I thought they put the poster for Transformers up twice. No, it was actually right next to the Rise of the Planet of the Apes poster, which is like the exact same thing. So you see Optimus on Grimlock holding the sword. Right next to it, you got the ape on a horse holding the gun. And I just took a picture. Damn, dirty apes. Yep, I'm like, this just says it all. You'll fight for me, apes, or die. (laughs) Freedom is the right of all sentient apes. God. That horse has no soul. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so let's wrap up here. Do we like the Dinobots' characters? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I do. The G1 cartoon was just stupid, and it rubbed off on everything. Yeah. I think my favorite Grimlock is still the animated one, though. That was a good Grimlock. Yeah, voiced by David Kaye. See, Transformers animated fixed a lot of the bad things about Transformers G1, which is why it was really, really good. Including the theme song. Yeah, I went there. <laughs> I can't, I can't fault you for going there. I mean, no, like I the only inferior thing was Optimus himself. You can't compare to Peter Cullen, and they didn't try. No, no, they did not. Is there anything else left to say, or should we uh, say what we're gonna do for the next time? Let's get, let's say what we're gonna do next time. So, did you know after the main DCAU ended? Bruce Tim was hired on to do standalone movies? Yes, I did know that. Well, did you also know that we're going to cover the first one? Yes, I did know that. For, for our audience's sake, what is that first one? Superman Doomsday. In other words... <laughs> in other words, the death and return of Superman. Yep. All right, so until then, everyone, take care. Adios. Chalk chocolate. The Dinobots have not only proved they can control their powers, they have also demonstrated that they have great value to our cause. They will remain at Autobot headquarters from now on.